This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Dot com. Lots to talk about uh, coming up here tonight. Your calls are the primary element if you make them. And Gardner Goldsmith joining us again from LibertyConspiracy.com. Gardner, always good. Hey, Happy good to be here. here. Thank you. And we were talking about something right before the show started, and I wanted to make sure our listeners got an update on this. And that is the video footage from what happened here in Keene, New Hampshire, on Friday, I think it was Friday when we went out to this thing, there was one of those, what was supposedly a town hall session. One of these uh, propaganda days where the government agent, uh, the government so-called representative or senator would supposed to speak to people and, you know, answer their questions about the government health care uh, plan that they're looking at shoving down everyone's throats. <laughs> and that's kind of how this was advertised. Turned out the senator wasn't actually going to be there. One of her underlings uh, was going to be there. And turns out they decided to not have a town hall session or any sort of open public session, but instead private sessions. And they claimed this is what they'd always intended yeah. uh, to, to have happen, even though there's evidence that... Revisionist in, history and... Spin, absolutely, right? yeah. So, uh, so the activists, the liberty activists here in the Keene area showed up, I'd say about 8 to 10, maybe 12, I'm not sure. A bunch of folks showed up on very short notice because we found out the morning of, and there were video cameras there. I had one. Sam uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network had one. And Sam and Meg have put together some really fantastic videos from the footage that we had of exactly how this woman, who was supposed to be representing uh, Senator Jean Shaheen, was behaving. She was so rude. She was so obnoxious. She, uh, w- on one hand, said that she was going to meet with people. She was going to meet with constituents. And then on the other hand, when the time, the opportunity came up for her to meet with us, she refused to. That's so the, the phone, uh, we had Jean Jean's office on the phone from Washington, D.C. They told us this was supposed to be a public meeting open to uh, individuals mm. who now you know, they were trying to, to restrict it to just one individual at a time. But they wouldn't even let Sam in to talk to this woman. And Sam lives in Keene. And so, these are public officials whose salaries are being paid by the extortion of the government, yes. by taking people's money. Well, uh, th- these these people are being sent in by shadowy uh, Republican uh, groups uh, the, proposing to be uh, grassroots activists. Um, yeah, <laughs> not me. That's what that's what that's they're incredible. That's what they're saying though on the uh, the, the the Democrat talk show. That's what they're trying to get. You know the the, yeah. the Democrat uh, you know uh, back back supporters and stuff. That's what yeah. they're trying to get them to believe. I don't follow orders, so certainly I don't. I'm not denying certainly not from the Republicans that may be happening somewhere, but it's not happening here in Keene, New Hampshire. I can tell you. Well, that. I, I tell you, you know, your experience with Gene Shaheen uh, to to sort of pull it away from that for just a minute. I just want to tell you, I'm so glad you're bringing that particular person up, and this is more personality oriented. But she is, you know me, I get along with pretty much everybody, you know. Uh, I'm a really outgoing, gregarious guy. I despise Gene Shaheen. I oh, loathe yeah. Gene Shaheen. Gene Shaheen, in my opinion, is one of the most nasty, uncouth, pure, just vicious people I've ever met. And she's surrounded 
by those people. So yes, so you know, if she's anything like a representative, right, I've never right. met Jean Shaheen, but yes. I certainly met this woman, Pam and Slack. That's exactly right. And and it's not so much a commentary about about government and politics in general, which we often do on your program, but in this specific instance. Uh, this is an example, and I'm sure other people in their whatever constituency groups in their states have experienced the same sort of things with politicians out there. Sure. This shows you the rise of the corrupt. These people are pure, intellectually corrupt people, and they do not want to hear anything you've got to say. They're better than you. Gardner. Oh, absolutely. They, uh, they absolutely. know more. They're smarter. They're uh, educated. They're better. And they, uh, whether all that's true or not, I don't know, but they seem well, to believe better. it. Oh, and, and <laughs> demonize, demonize the deliverers. For example, what, what Mark was mentioning, what you're talking yep. about, it started up last week, the beginning of the week, we started to hear about these videos about Arlen Specter uh, being, being booed down, of all places. And you know me, uh, the Constitution is not, uh, not a document that's going to really protect my freedom. We've shown that. But of all places, he's down there with Obama's Secretary of Health and Human Services, Kathleen Sebelius. And people start asking questions. The whole, st- all this stuff is available on YouTube, and this is what these people can't stand. It's all available now, and so they've tried to do these things for years. Uh, I was at a Nightline supposed town hall where they pre-selected the questions before the show, and they uh-huh. they they set the whole thing up to make it look like it was spontaneous, right. and it wasn't. It's all bogus. It's that's a left wing show, and that's the way the politicians do it. But they can't it's get away with difficult. it now. It's getting yes. more difficult. So they try to exclude you guys, and just the very first day I saw that, I'm like, this is awesome. There's not even a veneer of legitimacy at this point. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there is a still a veneer of legitimacy. Not, because with, this, not with this particular instance. Uh, where, where, you good, can see the video point. footage. I, I wanted you to bring this up. You can choose to say um, to yourself, if you are just you know a brainwashed Democrat, you can choose to say to yourself... These people are organized by some Republican uh, organization that proposes to be grassroots. Or just they're paid, the activists. um, Uncouth, uncivil, there's no dialogue. People people that want to uh, deprive people of their right to health care. You can say that nonsense to yourself. You can make some some cover story up. I understand that if you're in real deep. But if you look at the way some politicians behave, which is with a little bit of tact, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're any less despicable. But they are at least more able to sculpt the situation in their favor. Whereas this woman, and I'm sure there are many like her, and some of the stories you're talking about, some of the footage we're seeing from across the uh, the country, she knows she has no answers, so she doesn't even want to attempt to dodge the questions. She she's not even that she's not that good. Absolutely, like there's, she's that there's, exactly. There's one guy here. She in the wouldn't city. have been in if it wasn't for Sununu voting for the bailout. Socialism brought us. No, I'm talking socialism. about the uh, the representative of Pan Slash. Yeah, just, just the underling. She 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 doesn't know what she's going to do, so she wants to avoid the entire situation. You contrast her to somebody like City Manager John uh, John McLean here in Keene, New Hampshire. He is the smoothest, slickest politician uh, I have ever come across, and I haven't come across too many of them but he is so smooth he can just you can ask him a question and he can just prattle off and you know just talk your ear off and just you know real smooth and nice about it and i i'm not saying that that's great and everything it's just he's better at handling a situation like that than this woman who storms out of an office who uh you know makes nasty faces at cameras i mean let me just ask you guys let me ask you guys this going from this specific instance and people outside the area maybe haven't met you but listen to the program maybe hear about some of the people that they know are working in new hampshire and the freedom movement and i i you know it fills my heart to hear about all these things outside of the state and to know that you guys are doing this is fantastic 
Now, you take it outside this instance, and you say, what are they saying about these people who are going to these meetings? They're saying, as, as we discussed, disruptive, uncivil. They're against the democratic process. They are attacking the politicians. And I would just ask anybody, when they hear that, please consider adding this to your response. First of all, they're not dictated by any corporate giant that's beaming mental images into their heads. These are spontaneous outgrowths of people who are really ticked off. Mm -hmm. Second, to say that these people are the aggressors, to say that they are the ones who are attacking the people who are in government, who, yeah, just ask <laughs> the question, who are the ones who are initiating the action? It's very clear. The politicians. They're the ones who are proposing these bills to regulate my neighbor's life. Mm -hmm. I am going out and speaking in defense of my neighbor. If the people who lived in the 1760s and 1770s in Boston and some of the other major cities, Baltimore and New York, if they had said if they had had talk radio back then and some of the media outlets that they have would they have had people like governor jean shaheen of you know let's say she was a royal governor and her representatives out there saying well it is it is just so uncouth that people should be speaking out against mm. the soldiers that are being posted in their homes how dare they you know if if these people recognize at least the spirit of those revolutionaries at the time they would shut their mouths and say, you know what, I'm not going to insult the intelligence of people who are doing what the people way back when started as a tradition. Plus, they're just making crap up, too, about how uh, disruptive uh, we are being. I don't know about the rest of the, pl the uh, places around the country, but here in Keene, we actually waited our turn to go in. And then she shut the whole event down and storms out. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. It's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. You want your best chance at liberty in your lifetime. It's right here in New Hampshire amongst hundreds and soon thousands of like-minded, liberty-loving people who've all gotten together for the explicit purpose of actually doing something to achieve freedom. It's an amazing movement full of the best activists I have ever come across, and there are more moving every single day. I uh, just met a brand-new mover here to the Keene area over the weekend, as a matter of fact. It's not hard to find them. They seem to show up every week. Plus, we, awesome. we had about, we had these weekly meetings, uh, social meetings out here in Keene. Uh, we had probably five people just from the area who are not free staters or related to free, free staters just show up to kind of check things out yep. uh, yesterday. So it's really a movement that's starting to take, uh, to take hold. It's making a difference. There's activism all over the place in the political realm, in the not-so-political realm, and it's a lot of fun. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more and get on board. freestateproject.org. So we're talking about these town halls that continue to be disruptive. 
uh, or people continuing to be so-called disruptive at the town halls by the people that are holding the town hall events. They're shutting people out. They're shutting the events down. They're completely changing the formats. That's what they're, they're changing the formats here in New Hampshire. I'm not sure what's going on in the rest of the, the country. But because uh, somebody showed up with a video camera and a handful of activists showed up with signs at one event, they completely changed the format at that point and made it a private event where individuals can come and talk to the person that's supposedly you know sort of repping the government health care plan but even when we showed up with our video cameras and wanted to even playing by their rules they still shut the event down they actually shut it down completely gardner you were watching some of the footage which yeah, is now available at freekeen.com obscuretruth.com of course uh, put it together it's uh, also available there but if you just go to freekeen.com there's parts 1 and 2 it's just down the page a little bit um, you'll see what happened to us on Friday afternoon, and it was amazing. I mean, th- this woman was supposedly taking people in individually. We stood there and waited while she took a lady in. That lady came out. Brooke from the Freedom Ride went in. One minute later, the lady who was supposedly repping the government <laughs> health plan storms out of the office and Brooke says she won't answer my questions. <laughs> now she claims that was because Brooke wasn't from Keene. She was uh, she was visiting, but you know that's that's a pretty crappy excuse. That's, that's very uncouth of but her. But Sam was there waiting in line after Brooke, and she wouldn't let Sam come into the office. She shut down the entire event for the sure. rest of the day. She had a she had a room full of people sitting there um, right. that were from Keene. Although yep. she she may have chosen the uh, the little girl you know, to it, uh, to talk to at that point. You know she. She then shut it down so nobody from Keene could talk Isn't to Isn't it fascinating, you guys? I was on the phone with Glenn Jacobs, Keene. You know Glenn. Everybody in the freedom movement knows Glenn. He's a wrestling He's superstar. A wrestling superstar, intellectual giant, physical giant, great guy, you know? And I was on the phone with Glenn. I called him last week. We had some lunch. And then uh, I called him the next day, and he, he had to leave out a, a fly out of Logan Airport. So I give him a call. I'm like, hey, Glenn, how you doing? And this will show you. This is a perfect example of, of how they tried to flip everything. He says, oh, I'm doing great, guard. He goes, oh, oh, hey, uh, dude, can I call you back, buddy? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, sure thing. He goes, I see Barney Frank going by. Oh, so, yeah, I heard about this. Exactly. So he, he calls me back. Barney like, Frank is a politician. Yep, congressman from Massachusetts, one of the leaders in this health care, ridiculous fascist overhaul of things, uh, one of the main people behind giving even more power to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, um, and he's been holding up the, the audit, the Fed bill. Mm. And so uh, he, Glenn calls me back, and he says, Guard, that was amazing. And I said, what happened? He says, well, I asked him, and he, they had, that, that exchange is now published over at LouRockwell.com. He wrote, a, wrote about mm-hmm. it. And uh, he said, I asked him why he was holding up H.R. 12, 1207 or whatever the number is. And uh, he said, oh, well, 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 what is that? And he said, well, that's the audit the Fed bill. He goes, oh, I'm not holding that up. I, I'm, uh, we're working on that though right now. And so anyway, Glenn says, well, you know, I certainly hope you are because I'm very concerned. And Frank turns to me and goes, oh, you got, you got a chip on your shoulder about this. And he just walks away. And, and Glenn was nothing but courteous. He shook yeah. his hand and said, you know, I'm interested in this. And no, nope, well, uh-uh. He could have put him in a headlock. I mean, yeah. kind of way I easy. I can't say that Glenn, you know, he, he's just big. He, he's he a might big look guy. Like he has a chip on his shoulder just by looking at him because he's, you know, he's a big guy. But you and look at this woman in Jean Some people are threatened little... just by people's size. Yeah, but, you, you know, it's so funny because Glenn's not the one who has a chip on his shoulder nope. about it. Barney Frank is the one who has a chip on her. Well, it's a defensive chip, and that's what the Shaheen people were like with you guys. You know the old saying, don't point your finger at somebody because there's four pointing back at you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it's going on there. I don't so, know. As it's... if it weren't bad enough that she, this woman would not meet with Sam, 
who does live in Keene mm-hmm. and is therefore a constituent. Sure. Uh, he not only should not leave, meet with him, but by that point, another lady had shown up who has no ties whatsoever to the group of activists. Yeah. She was from a uh, local charity called Mananoc Family Services, which you know deals with the mentally ill, basically. And she had uh, canceled her appointments for the day just so she, so she could come wow. to this event and talk to the representative of the the senator. Wow. And, and the woman would not meet with her. Incredible. I saw I saw that you, you people have really got to go to freekeen.com or go to obscure obscuretruth.com either it's, way. It's just because it's of uh, it's hilarious to see this woman grabbing her stuff and walking away and you guys are awesome. Both you and Sam are right out there and you're like uh what's her name Pam Pat Pam Pam uh Pam and she's walking away and you got the camera. Or she would say it Pam. Oh, and and I have to tell you again, this strikes a personal chord because I've experienced this with people when she was a former governor here, and it, it's not just. I know we don't want to just concentrate on the personality behind this, Gene Shaheen. I agree, but I agree. this is happening all over the place. And you would say to yourself, "Look, if these people really have such a great argument, then I would think that they'd want, they'd feel sure, happy absolutely. to have call people in in groups of three or four and say, "Hey, bring your cameras in. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll show right. you our case. We'll have a conversation. You can." And, get- well, I was going to say, and they should be be confident in the fact that they'd have enough of their people to come in. They don't have to think it's some conspiracy to get the video out there and have some grassroots thing. Their people can do grassroots videos, too. Right. What the <laughs> heck? And they could have them come in and talk about how great it is. You can find people to talk about the free market, whether they're libertarians or you whatever, uh, you know, patriot, whatever it is that they decide to label themselves. You can get them to talk to you all day Forever. long about their yeah. issues. You can't get these people to talk about their issue. Why? Nope. Because they want to jam it down people's throat. You got it. They want to jam it down in the dark of night so they can't, like cockroaches, they run from light. <laughs> or video cameras in this particular case. That's what, yeah. that's what light, the light is that to is politicians. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, as Andrew Napolitano has said, oh. it's the new gun. Uh, this is something that activists around the country, you can do this with just a handful of people. You don't need the Free State Project, though it certainly would be a good idea to move here. Sure. Uh, but you can, uh, Sam and I, we, only, we just had two cameras, and it was just us for a little while in there before some of the other activists showed up. Obviously, numbers helps. So the more you have, the better. But if you've got the opportunity to go to uh, some event uh, like this, bring your video camera along, bring some tough questions along. I actually didn't have any questions. I wasn't intending to do anything but be there as a member of the media. And I wasn't allowed in, uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, 800-259-9231. I just wanted to let people know about the video. Both of them are up. They're online. You can see them at ObscuredTruth.com, also FreeKeen.com. It's on the blog there as well. So make sure you take a look at those. Pass them on to some of your friends, because I think it's some pretty persuasive footage that really shows these people have something to hide. More is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. Free Talk 
Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. They include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you just need to click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the website for free. Going back for an entire year, by the way, that's freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That is SACL CAI. As we take your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee on the amp line. Hey, Gene. Well, hi there. Hey, what's on your mind Greetings. tonight? Yes, sir. I wanted to, uh, the other day, talk to you about bubonics, but I didn't quite get through because of the end of the hour, so I'm going to try it now. Bubonics? Eubonics. That's eubonics? That's what they call, huh? What is eubonics? That's what they call the way black people talk. I think that's, you know, wasn't that ebonics? Ebonics? Was it Ebonics? Ibonics? Bionics? Six million dollar man? I don't know. Okay, it's been a while since I've heard the term. Yeah, it's Ebonics. It's Ebonics. Okay, that's what I thought. Go ahead, Gene. Whatever it is, it's one of those. Anyway, and uh, it's not all black people that uh, that speak Ebonics, by the way. That's uh, a a bit of collectivism there, Gene. Yeah, wasn't it some sort of like a professor coined the term for people? Certain, I don't know. It was like a sociological thing that he was trying to come up with, or something. A cultural dialect. Yeah, cultural dialect. Yeah. Yeah. It is an extremely unusual event because only in the United States do you see black people. under some kind of a peer pressure, I guess, to speak a different dialect than the white people. Because if you go to places like England and you talk to a black man, he talks like every other Englishman there. You can't tell them if they were on the telephone, you would never know you're talking to a black man. The same is true with uh, black men in France. Uh, I would suppose that pretty much every well, country. Well, I mean, there are people in, in culture. The there are people in cultural groups that talk a certain way because that's where they were brought up. I mean, if you're down south, you'll find people with a you know a redneck drawl yeah. on their on their Use voice. But, ain't allowed. But it's not every well, southerner, and this is not every black person either. It's not every black people. You find that most of the uh, black people who have been college educated or so, they will uh, they will lose that. Now I have. Uh, a person, uh, I have a uh, person that I know who is a black single mother, and she has a daughter who's 10. Now, she does not speak eubonics or bubonics or whatever it's called, but strangely enough, her 10-year-old daughter does. So when we see her daughter, we hear this kind of talk, you know, that definitely identifies her as a black person. But her mother, if you talk to her on the phone, you wouldn't you probably wouldn't think that she was a black person and i just i think it's kind of strange and unusual and i was wondering what the uh, what you think the social pressure is that causes black people to feel i think they kind of feel an obligation that they have to talk differently than white people well we don't want to draw it out too far uh, my experience is 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 unique in, in a way i went to boston university and i had a psychology a psychiatry professor professor who um 
try to uh, she tried to show how there are certain dialects or certain sounds that arise that you know are just natural and she said uh she wrote down a s k e d and she said okay uh, and she asked a black guy to get up in the in the crowd, and you know I don't I don't want us to stray too far into sociological uh, broad brushing here, you know. But um, you know it's whatever, it's a matter of I don't know curiosity, I guess. I I really don't think too much about it. But yeah, uh, he said he said probably. You know, I was just going to say he said axed, you know, and so she yeah, said, well, that course. just goes to show you. Yeah. Now I don't know. I, you know, I just saw Bill Cosby on Saturday night, and Cos has been has been really great in trying to get uh, people who are African American and and I don't know other types of uh, dark skinned people who might come from wherever, not African, but to, to sort of stand up in the inner city and take responsibility and and get involved with business and and do better in their lives. And I would think that one would want to speak the English language better, whether he is a white person, a Hispanic person, a black person, or whatever. So uh, allow me to, to weigh in on this, Gene, just as to speculate as the person who's in the room here that was most recently in the government education system. Uh, when I was in the government education system or indoctrination camp, <laughs> it was cool to be stupid. Great point. That was, uh, and it wasn't uh, for black people. It was for everybody that was uh, in in the school. It was cool to be stupid. That was kind of the uh, the encouraged thing. Obviously, it wasn't explicitly among encouraged. Peers. Right, it wasn't encouraged by the staff of the school uh, explicitly, but amongst the young people at the at the school, those were the results, and one has to wonder why. Yeah. And, and you know, there are, are things that are very annoying to me about the way uh, young white people speak. How about the prolific use, uh, incorrect use of the term like? Uh, if you listen to a lot of young sure. people, it's well, now spreading to – it's now even spreading to adults. Uh, mm. It's been spread to adults for a while, but it's really bad amongst oh, young people. It's like uh, a phenomenon that's, like, uh, important in our society. Or like, like something. You know? Or something like, anyway, yeah. Anyway, I was pointing out that it's a it's – a, rather unique American phenomena because I even know of a, an instance in China where there's a black, black sports, uh, sports uh, star, and I can't remember what sport he's in, but he's on a lot of billboards in China, and it, which is kind of unusual because Chinese people are really uh, prejudiced against blacks. But anyway, this guy's <laughs> big time in China. Talk about painting That's with true. a broad brush. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. The Chinese people will tell you that. But anyway, uh, he's pretty popular in China because he's a sports figure, and he speaks perfect Chinese. He can, and Chinese is one that's a tonal language. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were going to have a problem with some kind of genetic thing uh, per, for pronunciation, Chinese would be the language where it would show up, believe me, because every language has a tonal Obviously, form. it's not genetic. I mean, obviously, to sure. me, I mean, look at, look at you were talking about Great Britain. I mean, you've got Cockney over there, which is just the know, dumbest sounding thing. Ago, just a minute ago, your co-host was <laughs> saying that, the, get after you. You know, that, yeah, that, that, that this uh, teacher, professor, had somebody come up and, and the black person said, axe. Like they were saying it was kind of a phonic thing or something having to do with I don't know what. What was the, the point you were making with that, Gardner, when you Well, you know, I just that and again, you know, like a genetic argument to me. Well, first first Gene, I don't really know where you're you know, where the final destination is of this this exploration uh because, you know, unfortunately well, I think it's cultural. Well, you know, whatever. I think I, you're right. And and it could be, you know, and if I, I don't know, but you know these cultural differences. Usually, you don't have too much of a problem if you are all put into a competitive marketplace 
uh, people tend to do pretty well in various various ways. But when you get a government system that inculcates this sort of thing or lets it slide and doesn't educate people to try to uh, learn how to operate outside of their their particular cultural um, their particular particular cultural area, you're in trouble. Um, so I don't you know I don't know the final destination of it, but as far as that professor goes, she was just trying to tell us that you know we have to look outside our cultures and recognize that there are relative. Uh, relative ways to do things, and and she was trying to use it as a springboard for relative morality and things well, like English, that. England is similar to the U.S. in that they had slavery and so on and so forth, yet somehow the blacks in England don't have this uh, cultural difference as far as the language goes. So it's kind well, of strange, and I was just... Maybe they do, maybe they don't. don't How many blacks it? in England have you met? Several. Are there Cockney blacks in England? Yeah. I think there are, yeah. Okay, so how are, do you yeah. explain Cockney? I mean, after all these years, well, don't you think that it would make more up. sense to speak el- more eloquently? But no, it's still there. How do you explain the Southern drawl? It's still there. It's just one of those things sure. that gets passed down. Yeah. But a Southern drawl is 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 a um, it's Listen. a territorial thing. But it, you'll find that the black uh, language, this this black. Will you find that? Are you speculating? I'll tell you that um, there's oh. there's differences in the way northern blacks and southern blacks and western blacks talk. Um, having been in prison with a great deal of, of black people over mm-hmm. time, you really got to see this. And they would often uh, single each other out as uh, you know being from different places because of the way they spoke. Thank you, Gene, so, for the call um, tonight. You know, and, and and within those subgroups, you would find people that spoke differently. Um, you know, just depending yeah. on how they were raised and, or how they chose to speak. And Again, you know, I don't know where this takes you, other than giving fodder to people who's like, "Oh, you're talking well, about racial differences." I don't. Care. I think we've handled this appropriately, and I think what would be more appropriate is if uh, somebody is uh, black and listening to the show will call in yeah, with their yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah. At worse than a bunch of white people yeah, talking about blacks. Exactly. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your thoughts about anything? Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Gart. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live on a voluntary basis, all you need to do is shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the purchase that you make. Whether it's used or brand new, we get a cut when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You know, uh, there is a story that is just, it's just so sad. And in fact, there are two of them. And it's just sad when old people get hurt in general. But when old people are hurt by the police... Oh. It's even worse. Sure, they've been paying for them all their lives. And, yeah, you know, here's 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 their investment coming home to roof. Right, and and a lot of and a lot of them probably got to a number of them probably got to their elderly age and relatively had a an uneventful life with uh, dealing with the cops. You know, not really having to been arrested by them before in the in the past. Now to find that they're violent thugs after all these years of probably supporting them unwittingly supporting them, thinking they were 
the nice boys in blue that were there to protect them when in point of fact they end up being the ones that uh, harm them toward the end, of the end of their life. I mean, how traumatic can it be to be taken down to the pavement at the age of uh, 84 years old? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. You, you'd be lucky not to break something. In, exactly. In they don't knit when you're that old. These, uh, these cops are not being cautious. They're not being careful. And I could understand if you actually had some sort of old person in a store doing something that is uh, violent or dangerous Gun, i could understand knife. yeah i could understand uh doing what you need to do but neither of these two cases uh call for such a response and so i'll just share these with you and you can think what you want about them from the raw story on the night of August 1st, and this uh, brought to you by Prison Planet, on the night of August 1st at a Whitehall, Ohio Walmart, Virginia Dodson couldn't remember why she was sitting alone in a car. Coming to grips with her enclosed environment, it dawned on her that she didn't know how to unbuckle her seatbelt either. Panic began to take hold. Oh boy. Her solution was to scrounge up a steak knife and cut through the straps, eventually finding her way into the confusing world of the parking lot, still wielding the blade. See, Virginia, an 84-year-old African-American, has Alzheimer's disease. Like many other sufferers, the responsibility for her care fell to her adult child. Happens. Her daughter, however, at the time was inside the store. It was only a matter, a short matter of time before the police were called. As she wandered the parking lot calling her daughter's name, she was approached by a white female officer who clearly ordered her to drop the weapon. She did not. What happens next was captured on video and uploaded that same night to YouTube by user Maintain187, who says on camera as the scene escalates, we gotta get real footage of this S. Ha ha. And so, you know, then you can watch it. Uh, and indeed, this woman takes the 84-year-old woman to the ground. A witness to the scene, one Tanya Beatty, quoted by the local NF, uh, NBC affiliate station, said she didn't even ask her to drop the knife, which isn't isn't true. She did. Uh, but the woman told her when the cop came charging at her, she said, I'm not going to cut you. I'm not going to cut you. She was just calling her daughter's name out. So it's not like the woman was menacing someone with right. a knife. She's wandering aimlessly through a parking lot, holding a knife in her hand. While the video contradicts Beatty's statement that the officer said nothing about the knife, the use of force against an obviously frail woman is apparent. As the video progresses, a noisy scene develops around the officers as the confused old woman lays on the ground bleeding. Mm. Beatty, again quoted by NBC, says there was about to be a riot in front of Walmart. Another alleged witness wrote that the woman was swinging a knife at people. When the police arrived, she wouldn't drop the knife, so the police officer took her down, and the lady also assaulted a kid by hitting him, which sparked the crowd of people outside anyway. During the video, male now that was just an, a, a comment on YouTube, so there's no way to verify that was true. During the video, a male police officer can be heard shouting at the crowd, We're not going to hurt her. Step back. Moments later, an unseen male asks, What would you do if someone slammed your mother to the ground? The narrator adds Officer Fullerton of the Whitehall Police Department. He picked up a phone and called someone, then continued, Yeah, I'm out here, sitting here watching these police beat up an 80-year-old lady, man. Yeah, you know this is going on the news tonight. I've got the news footage. (laughs) Police declined to press charges against the woman, who was released back into her daughter's custody. The daughter and her mother needed stitches to close the wounds, and her hand may have been broken. (laughs) Wow. What else do you need to say about this? They took an old woman to the ground because she was carrying a knife in the parking lot, and she wouldn't drop it when the cop demanded it. 
Was that the appropriate way to respond? Was this old 84-year-old woman going to suddenly jump into a knife-fighting stance against the cop and uh, slash her throat out? You would think that uh, that anyone would be able to uh, disarm an 84-year-old woman. Anyone with training, a police training? A a frail and, uh, um, you know, frail Alzheimer's patient. You'd think so. I, I don't know whether she was swinging the Go knife ahead, at people. See the, but, watch the video footage. You know, it's she's yeah. standing there, like aimlessly, kind of wandering. Yeah, you know, oftentimes you hear about these cases and uh, people bring up uh, various um, vari- variants. So, well, they say, well, um, uh, was she big? Was she was she a, a big woman? Was she looking frail? What, what did she weigh? What was her appearance? And uh, oftentimes I hear these on the radio and I say, look, you know, that's not the point. Get to the get to the issue. And this is one of these instances where uh, we who are uh, we who recognize the uh, inefficiency, the illegality, the immorality of government. Uh, we would say there's another way to do that. This that is better, and people will be held liable for making these types of mistakes. It is through private markets, not through this government system. So even here, we all, you know, people all end up debating the little, the little nuances here. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I wasn't there, so you got you got to give the the pass to the cop on hand. She's trying well, to protect other people. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, my dad was 84. He had Alzheimer's disease. I wouldn't want him thrown to the ground. The, the video so. short circuit. It's all that. Yeah, the video exactly. short circuits all of the speculation you about can see what really happened. What happened? Right. It, it was my understanding, and I'm sure our law enforcement officer listeners can call and correct me. But it was my understanding that the police are only allowed to use the, the amount of force that's necessary. Force. Uh, yeah, yeah commensurate for a commensurate something that is either up to or just above the level that's uh, that is being used against them. And this woman did not attack the policewoman. There was no one that was attacked by her. Incredible. She was not even nearby anyone else. Obviously, if someone's carrying a knife, you probably want to stay away from that person. So there wasn't somebody in her vicinity. She didn't have the knife to someone's throat. I mean, there was, there was no immediate danger here whatsoever. It's just that this cop saw a knife and decided to act in a violent way towards the person who had the knife, even though that person wasn't engaged in anything that could have been dangerous. But that's not the only story. Because the police these days, I guess you know, I guess you can look at this and say, well, they're not discriminating against anyone anymore. They're giving everybody the equal police state, uh, face in the dirt kind of treatment. As happened in Wyoming, Glenrock uh, Associated Press says the six, a 76-year-old Wyoming man shot with a taser by police while driving an antique tractor in a small town parade says it hurt, but he's okay. Retired truck driver Bud Gross of Glenrock told the Associated Press in a phone interview that he has a heart condition but didn't require any medical attention. Investigators say police in Glenrock used a taser on the man after he disobeyed orders. They say the tractor may have hit a car. Two officers were placed on paid leave and state agents are investigating. But the police chief says it doesn't appear that any policies were violated. Gross wouldn't discuss specifics of the incident until he speaks to his attorney and, of course, the police weren't saying much either at the time the story was written. You know, so a lot of so not a lot the, of detail there. Let's say but, the tractor hit a parked car. Yeah. Um. Now we're talking about a parade here. Yeah. And the man's on an antique tractor. Right. <laughs> it just seems like the right way to go about that instead of pulling the tractor over and uh, in the middle of the parade and talking to the old guy and perhaps citing him for uh you know whatever he's doing that perhaps one should have waited at the end of the parade. Um, that would have been tactful. And, yeah. you know, talk to him there. They don't have to use tact. Though. He probably couldn't have gotten away very far, very fast on an antique tractor. Exactly. Puffing along at 10 miles yeah. an hour. 
I can, I can just imagine Incredible. the police. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking, because I can just imagine the police demanding he get off the tractor, right? Because he's obviously <laughs> on it. Uh, I mean, we're, we're drawing our own conclusions here about the facts of the story, but how bad could it have been? Old man on a tractor, as you say, he's not exactly going to floor the gas and be able to get away. It's obvious who this man is. It's and a you small know where town. He's gonna go. Yeah, it's a small town, so people know who he is. Yeah. So uh, what's he going to try to barrel through the local I don't convenience know. store? I don't know, but I'm or, I'm imagining the police demanding he gets off the tractor and him him saying, "No, I'm in a parade right now. You can wait, Shunny." And then them, you know, <laughs> demanding again and him not getting off, being an ornery old man. You know, he's earned it. He's earned his damn tractor ride. He's 76 years old. He's paid taxes for however many years. He's earned the damn tractor ride, so he doesn't want to get off. And then they just zap him. Or whatever ended up happening. I mean, come on. This is this is totally inappropriate in this case. You know, you know what's funny? Uh, a lot of old people, and I bring up this example again, a lot of old people go to Disney World, and they probably have some of them who might get uppity or testy. Because sometimes you get a little, little sketchy. Sometimes my my dad never did, but I, you don't hear about lawsuits against Disney World for Tasers. handling old people with tasers and con- no. giving them concussions. Toll free number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Tell your grandma to watch out next time the boys in blue are around. Hour two's coming up. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Let's go right back to your phone calls about what you want. We go to, I believe, Todd is on the line in Michigan on the amp line. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian, Mark, Angar. What's up, guys? Todd, what's, Todd, what's doing, on your mind tonight? Well, um, since you guys were talking about uh, a short while ago about the town hall meetings, uh, some really interesting activity with respect to these meetings are happening here in Michigan. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the president of the Michigan AFL-CIO was encouraging its union members to counter protesters at town hall meetings. Yeah, so I've got that he uh, article here. Yeah, Mark was talking about that a little bit before the show. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. what, so what does that mean to counter them? Uh, basically, I guess in government tease, it means to shut them up. 
pretty much to, to be I intimidating mean, to uh, to come in and be big could and be anything could be them holding signs could be them yeah. uh, i mean you know the the allegations are that some union members have uh you know hurt people at these events that's, protesters that's yes i had heard those allegations as well which is why i suggested being intimidating uh but very interesting todd any other uh, points to add on that well apparently um you know the whole thing. Uh, I, I guess. I guess what he wrote here is that. Well, what we've got going on here is a lot of misinformation. We've got people being geeked up, being encouraged to raise hell when they really ought to be doing is asking about the parts of the bill. I'm going. I'm, I'm thinking to myself. Wait a second. Isn't exactly what these protesters are doing? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on in the rest of the country. The only video footage I watched so far, and I know there's a bunch of it out there. But I watched the stuff from Tampa, and it was a bunch of people chanting and, and yelling and pounding on doors and stuff like that. But that's because they weren't allowed into the area in which they had come to attend one of the, the town hall meetings. Only thing I can speak to is what's happening here in New Hampshire. And I can tell you there's none of that behavior going on where I have been. Hey, you know, man, uh, you know and I know, and probably you know, Todd, uh, you know, I've, I've felt for years very alone here in New Hampshire. And I had press credentials. I used to go to... Jean Shaheen's press conferences when she was a governor here in the state of New Hampshire, just like I'm sure other people would try to get into various meetings and ask right. tough questions. And when they don't ask right. tough questions, they're the ones who look bad. They don't like it, so they try to demonize right. people and say, oh, you're an organized group. Right, right. Try getting into a press conference or a meeting with Governor Granholm here when the state is now in, in bad shape, fiscally, that is. And she won't um, even let anybody talk to her. I mean, it's almost impossible at this point. And now that these, these thugs are going around trying to dismiss everything what the protesters are saying, and they're calling them angry mobs. I don't know if you guys saw this, but did you guys see the DNC ad that was dismissing a lot of the protesters calling them angry mobs? Yeah. Did you guys I have not. see that ad? No. Is this, this new? Uh, this is brand new? Oh, this came out last Friday. Hmm. The DNC, the Democratic National Committee, came out with an ad. It was about a minute and five seconds long, and you should Google it. Um, they have an ad where they were taking Rush Limbaugh's comments saying, oh. I hope he fails, referring to, uh, to Obama. And hey, they Todd, were saying, all Todd. these protesters, all these angry mob people are coming together hmm. to destroy the health care bill. <laughs> and, yeah, Todd, I do mean, you know if they've got any... Uh... It sound like... Oh, it was a big conspiracy, a nationwide conspiracy to destroy any attempt for, you know, their so-called... Got it, Todd. Understood. Todd, do you you know if they've got a radio version of that ad? I'd like to see if we can get it on Free Talk Live here. It'd be fun. I would be happy to convert a radio ad. (laughs) No, 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 no. I want to get dollars for it. I want them to place the ad. That would be great. (laughs) Thanks, Todd, for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want, so the town halls continue to be a phenomenon in that people are pretty upset. And it's entertaining and, to watch this. It's oh, almost sure. funny. I'm watching the video you guys. Oh, it's oh, funny. It's just oh, our video great. is great. The, the the one that I saw from Tampa was just a bunch of people in a hall, crowd of people in a hallway doing crowd things, you know, group yeah, thing stuff, like when you chanting can, and yelling yeah. and pounding and, and stuff like that. And I understand why they're upset. I understand. They feel like Plus, they, if you haven't done activism, there's really, you know, what do you what, what do activists do? I They get signs get loud. and chant. And chant. Yeah. Yes. So you're and, right. And they do, to some extent, I, I, you know, many people who are doing this for the first time, it, 
you have the tendency to want to act like an angry mob. I, I get that, you know, that maybe that's right. what's going on. But each one of the members of these angry mobs is angry for a reason. Yeah, They're absolutely. constituents, people that are going to be robbed in order to uh, to put this health care thing uh, in place. And they feel like they and their opinion counts. They feel like their opinion doesn't. They feel like they're not being listened to. Because they're not. And they're not. They're being shut out. And so I don't blame them for their anger, but your your observation is correct, Mark. Obviously, these are people that are coming off the couch. You know, these are people that have been probably mostly apathetic. Maybe they vote, but they haven't ever probably gone to do anything like this before because they're, they don't have the, the same tact that uh, the professional activists up here in New Hampshire, the people that have been on boots on the ground doing this stuff for a long time do. I don't think we share, uh, most of us at least, certainly on this show, don't share that same anger. We can empathize with it. We can understand yeah. uh, why they have that anger. We might be able to feel where we once were, feeling that same level of anger, and again, empathizing with them, but I'm certainly not there at, uh, w- with them on that. And that leads me to something that Sam was saying, um, and he was actually just here a few moments ago, but Sam from ObscuredTruth.com visited us during the break. And what he was telling me recently was that he thinks that there's something happening. He feels like this is, uh, this is evidence that things are changing out there. And, and I don't know if I'm as optimistic as he, has, as he is about that. I mean, there's certainly a lot of heat but I, I feel like it's an inch deep. You know, I don't know if I'm using. I'm, I know I'm mixing my metaphors here. Well, but uh, but it, it feels like people are pretty revved up. But it it like you know like the tea parties. Yeah, where's how the much follow traction through? Is there? Where, yeah. yeah. What's going to come out of this? Well, I don't know. But one thing that he did say that would come out of this, and I agree with him on this, is that more people are going to get upset. That's going to lead them to things like Free Talk Live. That's going to lead them to things like the Free State Project. That's going to lead them here to New Hampshire and getting getting plugged into a movement that can actually have some effect to change the things that they see that they don't like. I don't know. As what far the, as a movement nationwide, I don't know if there's anything going to boil over. I'm I don't, not sure. I don't know. I don't know. But I, if, if, the, if this is what the tea parties have brought us, I've got to say that um, I'm sorry for anything I've said about the Tea Parties up until this point, um, how they're just, you know, Republicans this or that or whatever. It To me, this is people getting active, participating in their um, their form of government, and as far as I'm concerned, I'll take it. I'm not fond of democracy, but it beats the crap out of what we've got today. I'm not saying I won't take it. I, I'm, I think this is good. I think it's great that I people are showing their di- their discontent. But I just don't feel like it's the same. I don't think I don't feel like there's anything going to emerge from it. But maybe I'm completely wrong. Well, they're going to stop. They're going to stop this healthcare thing. May, well, I tell you, oh, I, the, the, what we're going to do is we're going to get healthcare by drips and drabs. That's um, exactly and we're going to get it from a, in a mediocre sort of uh, compromised fashion, and it's mm. going to really, really suck. Yeah. Uh, but um, they'll they'll stop. They will stop this. And then what's that going to say to people? It's going to say, Oh wow, we stopped it. They're going to stop it in in this form, and they've already stopped it in its original form because mm-hmm. uh, Obama has changed the terminology that he's using to describe it. Right, and uh, it will be well, it will be blocked. Uh, you know, I I I hear both of what you got, you gentlemen are saying, and I, I think there's a little bit of uh, my opinions are with both of you, and I, I want to sort of end my comments on that health care issue specifically. I think in in a passing storm, occasionally you do get these uh, little winks of uh, fewer clouds or little brighter sky occasionally. And uh, people are becoming more animated. It's mostly about this issue, but also about the bailouts, mm-hmm. uh, about the size of the government, the intrusiveness. 
And I think, it, you know, Robert Higgs, the great political economist uh, writer, uh, talks about the ratcheting effect of government using crises to grow bigger. And this is one of the first times that I've seen the freedom movement not just using, but learning from crises to grow bigger. They're becoming more animated with each one of these problems that they're encountering. And there are more people who maybe they're just specifically looking at this. But on Mark's issue, one of the key things that I want to stress to people is that they will pass a health care, uh, uh, some sort of compromise. And the one thing it's going to have in it is mandates that insurance companies have to take guaranteed issue because that's the chess piece they're going to move to set everything up for later. That'll kill them off. Exactly. And will there be the same opposition to that? Probably not. They'll probably die out. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. They are free. They include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Every day I've been taking Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. It's both a vitamin and an antioxidant. It's all rolled into one. It's got some of those uh, the new fruits out there that are so high in antioxidants. Goji fruit, mangosteen, acai, nani fruit. It's got all the vitamins that you could possibly need from one of these things, and you can try it out for a, for a week free by uh, giving them a call at 800-219-8874. They'll give you a free week. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. 800-219-8874. Choose for health. All right. Let's go to your phone calls about what you want. Nick is in Massachusetts, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Nick. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Hi there. Uh, I'm not Nick. Okay. What's your name? I'm Tom from Hudson, New Hampshire. Tom, you're on the you air. You tried to put me on the air at the same time as that, that previous caller. But anyway, um, the thing I wanted to talk about was auditing the Federal Reserve. Do you know that a whole bunch of countries and central banks have uh, kept uh, you know, a good chunk of their gold reserves in uh, custodial storage at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York? I did not know that. Okay, they, they're in charge of custodial storage and uh, back when there was the gold standard, international debts were paid by transferring gold from one compartment to another. Okay. Now, let's say Lower Bongo Bongo uh, sends their uh, inspectors over to the Federal Reserve Bank, you know, just to check up on them. Okay, well, yes, uh, we've been expecting you. Uh, why don't you sit down here in the lobby and have a cup of tea, and we'll ha- uh, call the guards on up here to escort you down there to check to verify that you do, in fact, have uh, 287 gold bars. Hey, guards, uh, tell the other guards to put the other 286 bars into that compartment before they get there, okay? Now, these inspectors Hmm. can go down there, Ponzi scheme like Bernard Madoff, that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, in other words, they could have been selling off all this gold to prop up the dollar all this time, and any one inspection, any one country can go and inspect, and Hmm. the gold can be transferred into their compartment, uh, and yes, the audit checks out, and then they leave, but only... By passing Ron Paul's audit the Fed bill, will we discover that the Federal Reserve Bank of New York has been selling off all this gold, stealing other countries' gold? Uh, and, uh, you know, I could imagine that uh, some countries that uh, had been allies or cooperating with the United States on various. Stuff Change their tune. Be, yeah, that's yeah a good point, quite man. a bit. 
So uh, what we need to do is start to panic that this is going on and tell, by the way, anybody who has pieces of paper that say that this is good for a piece of gold or a piece of silver, Mm -hmm. uh, get the actual stuff in your possession, by the way. I've got to point that out. Thank you, Tom. uh, I appreciate Yep, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Interesting speculation. Yes, yes. I would like to have seen some sources on that, but... Uh, as far as it comes down to it, it doesn't really affect uh, us regarding the study of the way government works, the way government pulls resources away from people. But it would be nice to actually see the Fed exposed for the fraud that it is, in addition to the drawn, the economy that it is, and the immoral entity that it is. Be well, cool. it's been exposed. I, I don't know how much more the audit is going to find out, but maybe it would discover something like what Tom's suggesting, some That's sort of massive corruption, massive... Uh, <laughs> graft i mean all kinds of malfeasance going on who knows but you know don't you don't you think that if we're hearing about this on the talk show and tom's calling in about it that the people over in those other countries are aware of that sort of possibility as well when they're going in to ask to check on their maybe, gold reserves? Maybe not. but what do they do about it exactly i mean the only thing that can be done is ron paul's edit the uh audit the, audit fed. the fed bill right but but you know you if, if they already suspect it then then you know what are we speculating upon with say well would it cause you know other national leaders to dislike the united states and call in their debts and things like that i guess know, su- suspecting maybe something we just is verify it yeah. it's different from confirming something. Yeah, yeah let's go to nick in massachusetts you're on free talk live i think nick is there hello okay yeah i'm here oh, this on. time what's on your mind tonight nick um I wanted to um, – actually, I was watching the Free Kane videos um, about the, um, the representative who um, you guys d- uh, described as, like, grouchy or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. And, um, She's nasty. Yeah, and, and there was this guy uh, who was calling you guys uh, – you, you said you were from Free Talk Live and Liberty Network, <laughs> yeah. and he, he was calling you wacky. He said and, they're uh, from another planet. Yeah, he's like, what planet are you from? Yeah, what planet mm-hmm. are you from? I started cracking up. But um, the, the reason I called is um, – there's this Los Angeles Times article about um, the House leaders calling noisy disruption of health care forums un-American. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know if you guys heard about this. Uh, it because sort of goes along. I'm sure the founding fathers would have just sat quietly well, as yes. the king was raising exactly their taxes. Exactly it. I can see you know, the, the, the royal governor saying, this is un-British to actually protest for your own <laughs> household and say that you don't want the soldiers quartered there. I mean, how can these people... <laughs> Uh, that's exactly it. Uh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I don't know how you feel about it, Nick, but to me, you can make make an easy comparison and just embarrass these people and say, "Look, okay, so if I have some, if I got a pack of wolves, I mentioned this in one of my one of my audios, I think that I put out last night or the night before. I don't even at remember. LibertyConspiracy.com. Thank you, my brother. LibertyConspiracy.com. Yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, I was putting it together like if you got a pack of wolves that are like running at you. You want to make a hell of a lot of noise and throw those sticks around while you're trying to get away from that pack of wolves, man. And these people are aggressing against us. So we got a right. damn right to speak out and make it's, some yeah, noise. It's basically the wolf saying, the head wolf saying, you two humans are uncouth in your behavior. <laughs> just sit back. Just... I, I need that pound of flesh. Yes, why can't you just send there as I tear at your throat? <laughs> it's the thieves basically <laughs> saying, why don't you people just shut up and let us rob you? Mm-hmm. You sit down and be quiet. Yep. Yeah, That's right. and, and you know, this actually, is a robbery. Well, Don't make it a homicide. And, and it's very interesting you should mention it because when you look at what that woman did inside those meetings over at the Free Keen and and uh, Obscure Truth Network web, uh, video, mm-hmm. um, they they try to break you up 
So you compare it to the Wolves. Uh, the Wolves going to have a hell of a lot easier time going for one single person and yes. you know singling that person out, getting them away. But they were too they scared to group. even do that. They were too scared to even follow through yeah, with that with plan. And, and and like I was saying, you know, if they're that confident in how great this plan is, I you know I'm a pretty open guy. If somebody wants to disagree with me, no problem. We'll have everybody come in as long as it's a fair conversation. Yep. I can I'll probably I'd feel confident. I'm going to make my points. So I'm going to do a great job. Right. These people don't want to do that. I want to know what's right, what's fair, what's just, and I want to do that. Please show me. Nick, what other thoughts did you have for you for us? Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead with uh, your other thoughts. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically that. It's just it's. In this case, it's Nancy Pelosi and the majority leaders all saying that uh, people just that they're disrupting the town hall meetings, uh, mm-hmm. being vocal, and it's simply un-American. And, um, Amazing. And trying to misrepresent. There's nothing really to misrepresent. The government's trying to take over health care. There's not a lot to misrepresent. Right, right. And, you know, I was mentioning before what they're going to do, and I'm, I'm very, very serious about this. I am 100% certain that this is what's going to happen. They will not pass a mandate that everyone get insurance, but they will pass this mm-hmm. mandate that insurance companies cannot charge people with pre-existing conditions more or deny coverage. Because what's going to happen then, it's a setup for the next year or two years later. Well, yeah, if you're not, a, yeah, if you're not, a, gradually. thank yeah. you, Nick. You're right. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, if that's what happens, it maybe maybe this will go through under a different name, or they'll they'll put it off for two weeks and then pass it like they did with one of the bailouts. So who knows what the, the plot will be, but eventually you're right. It's going to go off in that direction. And besides, who could vote against sick people, right? I mean, and then all of a sudden, if you're against the uh, that one provision, then you're against the sick, and then you're inhumane or whatever. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. You can see that at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine. Dot freetalklive.com. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free 800 259 9231. Just want to comment a little further on the whole healthcare situation. You guys are both pretty confident. You feel pretty confident, seems from what you've said tonight, about uh, that you think this particular healthcare bill will be defeated. And of course, well, uh, just just I don't think it will be defeated. I I think that you don't. No, I think you said they were going to piecemeal it. I think that they are going to pass something this year. It's not going to come out in this form. It will come out the primary common thing because there's there's one proposal in the Senate, there's one in the House, and there's one in the White House. The common compromise, which will come out of all those things, and Republicans are going to vote for that as well because they're morons, most of them, uh, will be regulations on the healthcare industry that prevent them from doing pre-existing conditions. And the reason they're going to do that is because it will drive prices through the roof. Oh, yeah. And then people will complain about their 
private insurance companies, you and can't, that will lead to the government. Right. You can't do business in the insurance world, uh, as far as health insurance is concerned, and just take everybody that walks through your front door. Otherwise, your costs will, as you're saying, grow dramatically up, which means you, you have to increase your rates, which means that a lot of people who might have been able to afford your insurance will not be able to afford it, and right. uh, you know, you know, what's and then it'll be government save us time. It, it, what's interesting on a functional level about this, Ian, if people were, were only aware of the fact that, it, you know, again, commenting on the document that these guys swear an oath to uphold, the U.S. Constitution, which is supposed to be the rule book for these jerks down in D.C. on how they operate, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk into their office and say, hey, I'm the congressman today, because they say, uh, no, I was the elected congressman. It says I'm the congressman according to the rules in the Constitution. Yeah, but you don't care about any of the other rules in the Constitution, <laughs> so here I am. Thank you. I'm going to play mm-hmm. Black Flag now. See you later. Yeah. So, um, but what fascinates me is that if people actually read the Constitution and went by it, there is a clause in the Constitution called the Contract Clause. The Contract Clause stipulates that no state shall infringe on private contract. Ah, but it's not a private contract. Well, this is very interesting. You see, the, the, if you actually look at it, there were, there, were, there were two things that led me to this. One was the Senate a few weeks ago voted on a bill that would have allowed for reciprocity for concealed carry handguns. Okay. okay. And I said, well, wait a minute. If you've got a license to conceal carry, how is that any different than a driver's license for which you get reciprocity in another state? Mm-hmm. And I started to think about it more, and I said, well, that's really weird because there's something called the full faith and full faith and credit clause of the Constitution. The full faith and credit clause says that any legal document in one state must be recognized as legal in another state. Hmm. So if you are a licensed manicurist in one state, really? if you have a license to do real estate in but one state. it doesn't state, play out that way. No, it doesn't. And the Democrats were the ones, people like Chuck Schumer, the, the hardcore liberal that he is, they're the ones who were talking about states' rights on this gun issue. Well, that would destroy states' rights. They'd say anything to, to, right. to stop it. And, and, and we should be calling it state prerogatives. But the key thing there that I realized was... <laughs> Was this it, it really what we're talking about is if you went by what the what the founding fathers actually did and you know a lot of people hold them up a lot more a lot more highly than they they should have been I agree. Um, they made some mistakes but if you actually look at it if you combine the contract clause with the full faith and credit clause the contract clause really means there shouldn't be any of these licenses. There shouldn't be any of these things because a lot of conservatives would say well, you wouldn't get state differentiation if you had to recognize all the contracts. Well, the point is. That if you had to recognize all the regulations, if one state had regulations for licensing manicurists and they were they were very easy to it was very easy to get a manicure license and another state had very stringent rules, mm-hmm. but that state had to recognize it. They say mm-hmm. these states rights people say, well, that would homogenize everything. That's the point. Do you understand? The founders never imagined the states would be doing these things in the first place. They wrote the contract clause. And the yeah, contract clause prohibits those types of things. So, for example, these insurance regulations. The Republicans had a proposal that would have allowed people to shop outside their state to get insurance from outside their state because the states have been imposing these pre-existing condition clauses. So, like New Hampshire, that's what they did. Rates went up 200%. Mm. And it was done by Jean Shaheen, who was a state senator at the time. She pushed this. So rates go way up because the insurance companies now have to do what the state says. You can't look at somebody's pre-existing conditions. So what happens? People wait till they get sick, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, if we could have gone outside the state to buy insurance from another state that didn't have those regulations, that would have been great. So the Republicans in Congress actually proposed this. The Democrats opposed it. So what it shows you is 
the state regulations that are that are driving up health insurance costs mm-hmm. for people like me, where they say you you have to cover people with pre-existing conditions, those things are totally totally non-functional under the proper constitution. And if they would only recognize these things, that'd be great. So instead of going that way, what do the Democrats and many of the Republicans want to do? They want to nationalize things. So yep. anyway, that's just, that's just my two cents worth no, on it. If they, if they operated by the Constitution, these state regulations that have been driving up costs would be eliminated. Oh, you're such a dreamer. Yeah, I know. I if, know. If, what can I tell if, you? Yeah. If, but it's certainly not going to be when, I can tell you that. There's no, no, no. never going to be a when they start operating by the Constitution. And I was, when you said it was a private contract, and I said it, or it was, you were talking about how it, only, it should be, uh, the, the federal government should be not interfering in private yeah, contracts. Yeah. Uh, those are corporations, and so essentially they're contracted go. with the state. Those are basically creations of the state. Any company that is incorporated, which is pretty much all of them, mm-hmm. uh, Free Talk Live is not. But any company that's incorporated is uh, tied in with the state uh, in- inherently. They asked permission in order to do business in that particular fashion in return for a, a service of protection, in return for protection for their uh, their key officers behind the corporation. They they aren't personally liable for what the corporation does, but in return for that protection, they've got to be the state's bitch. So <laughs> basically, it's not really a private contract from that aspect so you could argue that they are honoring that particular part of the con. Good point, uh, if, if you can if you can agree that the state can create corporations and do all those things, mm-hmm. that's just a roundabout way of explaining it. We I, know I, they I, don't. I, we know they don't obey their own rules. You know, bringing this stuff up, I know it sounds like probably you know an electrical engineer talking about the latest radio that he built. You know, like a, a guy from Bose. But these no, are I think the it's rules interesting. These guys it's, are supposed to go by. Well, yeah, I mean, they, I think know? it's interesting to point out that they're breaking their own rules, yeah. and it's interesting to point that out for people that haven't maybe been paying attention to that. Maybe people that are kind of brand new, they've always knew, known that something was wrong with the world. They weren't exactly sure what. They knew that government was li- was lying to them. But now they they can have more ex- explicit examples as to exactly how. And I think it's I think it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to point something out. The, the whole idea, and I just expound upon a thought that I, I left the last segment with, and that is that if they do what you're suggesting and they come out with a new bill that just does the regulation of the existing insurance companies to the point where they have to take pre- people with pre-existing conditions, if that's all that's on the table in a few weeks, and they go ahead and they pass that, or during the, the time when they're looking at passing that, any opponents to that legislation will be painted as anti-sick people. Yeah, See, now exactly. they can now they can kind of get away with being anti-government health care, but if they take that off the table, then it's just, well, now you... You were anti-government health care before, so we took that off the table. Now you're anti-sick people. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, why the, the Republicans are going to vote for it, because otherwise they'll look bad. It'll be hard for them to address that issue. And... It, of course it's going to be hard for them to address that issue because the current system sucks, and that's what they really are defending. They're defending the status quo. Those Republicans aren't out there saying, we need to get the government out of health care. Nope. They're just saying, okay, we've had enough government. Let's not have more. So if that's their position, they are going to be looking really bad when they're defending the status quo in the face of the sick people. And so that's why that's going to go through. But the point is, 
I'm not anti-sick people. I think sick people should have the best health care that's available out there at the cheapest price and maybe even free if it's necessary. But I think the best way to accomplish that for sick people and poor people is to allow the marketplace to work in a truly free market uh, environment and not have the government involved in regulating and telling people what to do at all. But no one's going to be talking about that coming up during this next debate. Whatever, whatever comes forth out of all of this, that will not be the position that the opposition is taking. Watch for it. And then people will melt away. The opposition will melt that's away it, because no one will want to be seen go down, man. as you being anti-sick people. That's precisely how it'll work. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And then the dominoes will fall yep. just as you predicted. Uh, more coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over and become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. That is amp.freetalklive.com. So I'm pretty sure we've exhausted the healthcare uh, topic. I don't know if you guys have more comments on that. Otherwise, we I'm exhausted. Uh, I'd just like to repeat that I detest and loathe Gene Shaheen. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you you take All you control. have to know is gar- no gardener to know that's true. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. You take control. Bring up anything. Uh, let's go here to Florida, where there's a really disturbing story, an unusually disturbing story about a police, a corrupt cop, doing something that you don't normally hear about corrupt cops doing. I mean, normally when you when you get a corrupt cop story, it's drugs. That's usually the the issue. Maybe prostitution. There was a prostitution story where a cop and his wife got busted just this week for uh, running a prostitution. I think it was this week. It's on the free uh, the Free Talk Live version two test site at prep.freetalklive.com. Yeah, you can see our beta site. You can site. see our beta site what, and we'll test it. Possibly be the new site. So go uh, in there and check it out. And see yep, what you think. Please do that. Uh, but that's where I I saw this story about a a cop uh, being busted and for prostitution, and they basically threw the case out because they couldn't get any witnesses to testify. I don't know why that is. Maybe they were threatened. Hmm. Who knows? But so for whatever reason, the cop uh, cop and the wife that was running the prostitution ring are facing no charges at this point. And, you know, waving goodbye. He probably doesn't get to work as a cop anymore, but he certainly doesn't get the same punishment that you or I would get if uh, we were running a prostitution ring. So drugs, prostitution, uh, the usual beating people cases, graft. Stealing, you know, that kind of stuff goes on. Stealing from the evidence locker. What are some of the other ones? Uh, they, they, I mean, that's, those are pretty much the big ones, right? Those are the ones that we get the most. Sometimes you'll get a sex story, right? Sometimes yeah. you'll get, like, a cop forces girl to uh, give him fellatio uh, in the back of the police car. Yeah. In, in order in, to get out of a ticket. And right. you've got to wonder how many times that happens. And you That know, happens a lot. It happens mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, because you, you know it happens more often than, that, than they yes. get caught at, right? So if they get caught so often, you can multiply that times X. And we don't know what X is, but we know that it happens more often than, than people get caught for. So this is in the sex category. 
but it's in a it's a different it's a completely def, uh, different area from what we normally have heard. Normally, it's the girl in the car thing. Uh, she's pulled over. She gets out of the ticket. That's usually the story. Well, this one is from Fort Lauderdale, and it's the Sun Sentinel, SunSentinel.com. Prosecutors and public defenders are reviewing at least 15 pending criminal cases, an attempted murder case among them, that may depend on the testimony of accused Broward Sheriff's Deputy Jonathan Blyweiss, or Blyweiss. Broward Public Defender Howard Finkelstein said Wednesday that his staffers are looking at recently closed cases. He says they have been getting unconfirmed reports that the deputy might have been physically abusing homeless people. Blyweiss, uh, blow, damn it. Bly Weiss, Bly Weiss's attorney, says those reports are false. He's an open target now, especially as a law enforcement officer and as an openly gay deputy. Where were all these people before? You have to be suspicious of their motivations and biases. You have a good, tough officer, and naturally people are not going to like him. Well, why don't they like him? Bly Weiss, who's 29, is accused of intimidating at least eight illegal immigrants that he picked up on traffic stops, including a teen, into performing sexual acts while he was on duty in Oakland Park. This Uh man's facing 14 criminal charges over this. Cop. Broward Sheriff's Office officials said they are considering more charges against Blowice. Investigators asked that other people come forward if they have information about him. Spokesman for the state attorney's office, or the Broward State Attorney's Office, said prosecutors are also reviewing cases that call for Blueweiss's testimony. They'll be evaluated on a case-by-case basis to determine if the state can, in good faith, proceed with prosecuting any of those cases without the deputy's testimony, because this guy is not reliable at this That's point. Sure. I mean, if, well, it, he's if it's true, what may he's or may done. not be reliable. I mean, right. he's, who, who knows? It's, uh, he's, he's, he's sullied. Uh, so, so the the story here is that this guy uh, has been picking up male illegal immigrants, so-called illegal immigrants. Yes. Now, I don't believe that you can be an illegal person, but nonetheless, uh, and and is demanding sex of them. <laughs> so that you know he doesn't turn them in. Basically, well, you, you know the key in that story, Ian. The key right there is. They're illegal, so you can do anything you want. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. We've wrapped it up. I'm glad we figured that one out. Yeah, that's you good. really can. And that's there you go. This is this is how they are employed at such low wages. Uh, they they don't they don't get into the marketplace and compete in the they same have manner. No protection because but but Mark, they're bad guys. You see, I've heard from some talk show hosts. They say, look, they've entered this country. They're already willing to break the law. So they're bad guys. Everybody in this country has broken the law. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Those talk show hosts have not broken the law i know they're good people i've i've heard the angels sing so these there guys are, are too bad many guys. laws in this country nobody could possibly what, know if they've broken them what, whatever happens to these people they asked for it okay the seven-year veteran deputy is jailed without bail and in protective custody his attorney said wednesday he plans to seek a new bail hearing by the way being a cop in jail has really especially on a state charge has really really got to suck. The case against Blowice will depend heavily on the cooperation of those who've accused him, and that might prove difficult to obtain. South Florida immigration attorneys say illegal immigrants who are the victims of criminal in criminal cases might be wary of testifying in court for various reasons, including concern they'll be arrested or deported. So this guy may be able to get away, and maybe he's completely innocent. Uh, he may be able to get away with this if they can't actually get the immigrants to uh, to testify. 
because they're too scared of what might happen to them if they go into the hands of the authorities. Seems likely to me. And they were talking about, you know, offering them deals, uh, for instance, maybe persuading them to testify by giving them visas under a law that protects crime victims. Such visas are available to those who provide court testimony and meet other requirements. Well, so great. Now they're incentivizing people to testify against this guy. I mean, what would you do for a visa? Yeah, that's a good point, What do you too. think people would do in a foreign country for a visa? That's mm. a great point. I mean, you know, <laughs> go to Guatemala and say, hey, is all you have to do is testify against this cop in Miami. I'll give you a visa. Right, I mean, right, you'll have people right. out the, you know, a <laughs> truckload of them inside of a couple of hours. Absolutely. So who knows? Maybe this guy really is being targeted. Maybe uh, he didn't do any of these things. But on the other hand, if the allegations are true... Boy, what a scummy thing to do, wow. huh? To use your position of power over people who have come here uh, to, make, to make a better life for themselves and, and use your position of power to grant yourself sexual favors from them well, is pretty it, sick. All of it's yeah. messed up. The, yeah. it, basically, this all springs from our laws on prote- you know, preventing free people from moving across free borders sure. freely. And well, if it wasn't this, he'd be getting, uh, you know, potheads, uh, male potheads, and uh, giving them deals. So yeah, that it's was prohibition. It's prohibition yeah. laws in general yeah. that are creating and, prohibition. And, and, and generally speaking, you look at what happens in Washington, D.C., and this is such a viscerally impactful story, but you think about what the politicians do. They're shaking down businesses all the time with just the same sort of thing, and it might not be physical sexual gratification that these are getting, these guys, these politicians are getting, but they've got positions of authority over mm-hmm. virtually everybody in the country. They can regulate their businesses out of out of business they can do something to help their business they can impose a tariff against some foreign product like foreign yogurt or brassiers so hey if you uh, scratch my back or you want to do something below the belt for me monetarily speaking go ahead we're all on top of it so it is government all the way through huh it's a great observation. This is just another microcosmic example you heard of about what happens the, on a mass scale. Yeah, you've yeah. heard about the you know politicians being accused of having sex with lobbyists. I believe that came up in the McCain yeah, sure, uh, sure, know, run. Yeah. I mean, really. Uh, the let's rumors, see. Anyway. Hot, yeah, it's just a rumor. Yes, yes. Um, you know, hot women, ugly politicians, right? Um, you know, with power. I, it just <laughs> you as a politician, uh, as a, as a lobbyist, if you were very successful in getting your politicians to do what the lobbying firm wanted them to do, perhaps you would be job. compensated um, even even better than the less the, the less successful. Mm-hmm. Just seems to me that there's a very good chance yeah. that uh, you know politicians would say to the uh, lobbyist gal who might be attractive, hey, you know, a little bit of action and da da da. Oh, sure, happens all the time. And you know, it's funny. You think about the John, the uh, the uh, the pimps with prostitutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I was thinking about the way the government is truly corrupt, and prostitution, in in, in many cases, is not corrupt uh, on an ethical level because many of these times the women are in charge and they they handle their own their own lives. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got a pimp who's abusive, a woman's in a bad situation, you can say you know ethically this is a little bit uh, ambiguous. It's not the best situation, guy with power over a woman. But hey, you make your own bed sometimes. You lie in it. You got to deal with it. That's their own situation. Most pimps but, are really just drug dealers. Well, there you go, drug dealers. And you have the whole drug war. But what fascinates me is you can look at these these congressmen and politicians and police officers. They're like the pimps. And they say, hey, you know, I've got the control over the situation. And you in the bad situation, you're going to do what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number three is on the way. And since we're on the cop topic, it's one of those nights... There's more coming up here. We'll tell you about bait cars. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. 
Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, as we will take your calls about anything, otherwise talk about things interesting to us and there was a conversation brewing during the news uh, break that I thought we needed to have on the air. So let's do that. Uh, Gardner, you were telling me that there's been this Cash for Clunkers program yeah. happening where it's my understanding that people have been turning their clunkers, their cars that are kind of crappy. They're, they're not even that. Yeah, that's well, true. Okay. That's a good They point. don't have to be. Um, it basically, it's a car that's worth uh, less than $4,000. Pretty much. They've been turning their cars into... Is it is your car worth less than um, $4,000? Yeah. Okay, Gardner? Oh, yeah. Uh, mine, too. Okay, so we all drive clunkers? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. that's the funny thing. Cause I don't. Again, my, my government, government redefines a clunker, because a clunker formerly used to be a car that would not run. Right. Uh, Good, point. Know, Good it, point. It, it, right. it runs poorly, it's, and that's not um, you know, what it's about. Maybe maybe they might claim that it uh, you know, pollutes more or uh, doesn't get great, that great a gas mileage, but my car gets... Far better gas mileage than most vehicles on no, the road. No, my my car is in, in decent shape considering yeah. how old it is. You're right, uh, but they are are they also taking clunkers as well, like ones that actually don't work. If it's been on the road for, um, if you've been driving it for at least a year, yes. So you actually have to use this vehicle. They don't. They won't take. Uh, you know, just yeah, some, you have something to, sitting have in your yard. Have to have had it in your name for a year, uh, and you've uh, been driving it. You for have a year. to have had yeah, licensed and, they, and all that. Yeah, and uh, so for example, I just got, I just got this car less than a year ago. I couldn't do this, and they they have great uh, gradations for how much money you will receive based on the differential between the gas mileage that the car has that you are turning in yes. and the new car oh. you're buying. So there's two you gradations. Get it, yes, exactly. So you get more if there's a larger separation between the two I gas see. mileages. So if you go from a pickup truck to a uh, you know a little tiny Yaris or something like that, yeah. then then you probably will get forty five hundred dollars. Yeah. So they're getting a now, bunch of big big cars and old LTDs and Crown Vicks and now, stuff like that. How is the how is that payout coming? Is it coming in a, a discount on the new car price? No, it's cash. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a check from the government. Although it's my understanding yes. that no dealership has, at this point has received any checks. Wait, so, why would the dealership get the check? Well, this they, is this is where we this are they is, fronting the cash? Yes, the, yeah. the, the dealership fronts the cash. You, I mean, but wait, you can't, most businessmen they're not they're not making it so clients have to apply that cash to a purchase. Yes, of course they're making it so they play. Okay, that's what I'd asked you. Does, but they still well, want their $3,500, Ian. No, no, it, I, underst- I understand that. What I was asking you was how is the person getting that money? Are they getting a check or no are per- they getting it off the purchase price of a the, new car? The dealership is getting it. Yeah, I mean, it's... The client, the client coming into the dealer is bringing a car in. Correct. And he's giving it to them. And they're getting the, they're getting money off the purchase price of a new car. Correct. Is it only for new cars, or can you buy a used car with? Uh, there are cash? some select used cars. I don't know the specifics on used so cars. So they are pushing people to purchase new cars. The person who would be excellent to discuss uh, this subject with whom to discuss the subject would be my girlfriend Courtney. She works at a Toyota dealership, and she is seeing as as we sort of discussed a little bit off the air. She's it's just an absolute 
nightmare at at her dealership. What does that mean? What what is it? What is she well, experiencing? Uh, she's experiencing the back. The whole back parking lot is piled high with cars that no longer run because once they get these cars, they have to put this weird sodium chemical thing through the fuel line and it seizes the engines up. You can mm. no longer run the cars. And so th- these these ramifications, first you've got the economic ramifications where uh, if they did not pass this extra $2 billion, uh, there were some dealers who were not going to be able to get the money for these clunkers that they've already accepted. They were going to have to pursue the people who had purchased the cars and, you know, contact SACL CAI to get financial recovery from these people that, that had gotten $4,500. The, it's a very strange setup. I think in some cases people actually are getting cash, and I, I'd love to find out some more information about this because hmm. the story is that they're saying that either these people are going to have to return the cars that they've bought or they're going to have to cough up the $4,500 Wait, the reason for that, that was got. what? Well, the reason is that the, the government, they had such a, and the, the government people call this a success, they had such a, a massive response to this right. that the funds were all used up. And some of the people who were doing the last deals, these agencies that were doing the last deals, they weren't sure whether or not they were still going to be covered under the original amount that was allocated for this. So, so they did them anyway. They did them anyway, exactly. Because and they're concerned about good customer service. They just wanted to give people what they Yeah, this is, they well, it's, we hear it, it's still going. They got money, but we don't know how many other people are out there in this giant game of chicken. So mm-hmm. we're going to do this. So you've got the financial thing. And I'm not sure exactly how this is working, but uh, from, from what I gather, if, if the government does not pay these dealers, the dealers are going to have to go back to the people who purchase the cars and try to get 4500 bucks out of these that. people. Yeah, that's not going to happen. A, that's, a, that's a public relations nightmare, nightmare for an industry that is already on the ropes. Right. Um, that, that would be oh my a, terrible. So basically the dealers would eat the cost. Yes. Um, and, you know, some of them may try to uh, to recoup their 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 losses from customers, but I the thing is, is I don't trust the government to write these checks. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. Well, they supposed Maybe to have done won't. so by now. Well, the, the government's always slow, yeah. Right. So I suspect, you know, what what does by now mean? I'm sure that if a Did dealership they tell them they would cut them a check by X date and then miss the date. And, I and, doubt that. And the I real, mean, but likely there's a 60-day uh, option for the government. You know, I mean, yeah. what, what would you do if you were the government? Oh, well, we'll give you some money. We'll just wait 60 days. It takes yeah, us yeah, a while yeah. to po- sure. process paperwork. And the real concrete thing that we've gotten out of this is a new report that just came out today. This says used car prices could go up 10%. Because of this? Because of this. And, right. of course, they're pulling more used cars off of the market. So mm-hmm. poorer people who would have had an opportunity to get cars are now going to do what? Pay more. They're going to either pay more and have less expendable cash left over or oh, they're wow. going to be taking public transportation because you can't beat the marketplace there's there's no way the amount of when you whenever you regulate the market just flows around the regulate they do what they can to obey sure. and they increase the cost there's no way the well, government can can set aside supply and demand they can meddle with it but they can't they can't beat it forever and let's not so, forget that this is going to soften the used car market at the top end currently. Uh, so yes, the late model used cars, yep, yep. Um, where you know you, maybe you run a dealership, and a friend of mine does um, runs a dealership where he doesn't have late a, model meaning newer. Yes, yeah. okay. New, better shape, car. looking good, or yeah, yeah. He he actually runs one where it's uh, you know BMWs and, sure. and Mercedes and that kind of thing, you know, more exotic stuff. Which he's really taken a beating in this market recently. People just don't have as much money, and you know in these cars where. 
sports cars, for instance, the government's basically incentivizing people to not buy his cars. Right. I, this mm-hmm. could very well put him out of business. Oh, wow. And also, oh, sorry, go ahead, man. Well, yeah. they're, 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 get, I mean, people would, who might, buy a late model used car, which usually there's a pretty good deal on, they might go ahead and just say, oh, I'll get the new one since I get a $3,500 um, you know, step up here. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Yeah, there's there's another side effect, too. Uh, a lot of local garages now are seeing less business, and they will see less business, because the people who owned cars that were past their warranty with the dealership when they first bought them are now going to be under warranty with the dealership, dealership. and they'll be going back for the next year, or year and a half to the dealer to get their repairs. So this right. is having ramifications. It's redirecting the mm. flow of capital in a way the government wants it to go for some environmental and some political nonsense that they've got to supposedly cut emissions and to help Detroit. The other thing that you'd mentioned uh, during the break was that the, the the charities that have the Donate Your Car programs, and I've, I know these things, I've donated a car to them in the past, yeah. uh, where, you know, you get a, donate your car and get a tax write-off, or whatever it is that yeah. they, they mm-hmm. sell it as. Cars for kids. You know, we're going to help the kids, we're going to help the sick, we're going to help the whatever. Goodwill does it. Salvation Who, Army. Right, whoever yeah. it is they're helping. There are different organizations that do this, and you're saying those programs have been hit hard Absolutely. I read that the Salvation Army usually gets upwards of 13, I think it was $13 million a year, and uh, it's just gone, wiped out. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, imagine if, if you, for a second, you've got yourself a, a clunker. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting close to the end of its life, and uh, you have the option of either, uh, you know, what you would have previously done, perhaps donated to a charity, get the tax write off. Some people, that's that's an important thing, and um, then or you can trade it in for thirty five hundred dollars or forty five hundred dollars mm. off a new car. Hmm. And, and you know what's what fascinating? A good idea. Yeah, you know what's really fascinating about this? You know, people like Sheldon Richmond, people like uh, Lou Rockwell, people at the Mises Institute. I was saying this, and and people listen to your show. I'm sure they're having conversations weeks ago, saying this is what's going to happen, this is what you're going to see, and sure enough, this is exa- because they understand economics. And we've talked about some of the economic ramifications. What about the fact that this is maybe encouraging people who might should not be buying a brand new car to jump into that particular bit of debt? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give away the features on our site, including updates. Get signed up. We will keep you in the loop. If you want to know what the latest is about Free Talk Live, go and get on the updates list. It's free, of course. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Audiblepodcast.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can listen to them on your computer, too, if you'd like. You can try it, try it out by downloading a free one. That's a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You won't get the free one if you don't go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. These aren't abridged books at all. They're full-length books. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Go to your phone calls about what you want. Robert in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Robert. Well, once again, there's nothing the government doesn't touch that they don't screw up. But here's something interesting out of all this. As cars become older, they become clunkers, and then they become what? They become classics. Mm. A lot of them. Now we are wiping out 
possibly a whole generation of classic cars. So what would be interesting is to look at the cars that qualify for the clunkers and see which ones may become classic, buy those, hold them, because they destroy the whole car. I mean, they, they, the radios, everything is left in them. The engines are taken out, and they pour a chemical in there that destroys them, mm-hmm. and they're going to wipe out a whole generation of classics for maybe five, ten years worth of classic cars, too. They'll certainly make them more, uh, more maybe even longer than that. They'll make them more valuable for the ones that people do keep. That's what he's saying. Buy one. If you can, if you can figure out which ones are going to be taken off the market, most likely buy yeah. one of those. But yeah. the uh, the Studebakers and the uh, you know the the fifty four Fords and the they're just sort of ordinary cars. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that are not going to. Those are going to be the ones that don't make it through. So the ones that are parallel to those today um, will be the ones that don't make it through. If if that makes any sense. So the the LTDs, yeah. wham, those are going to get killed because it's kind of you know it's kind of an ugly car. Oh, I'm going to get LTD emails. Robert, <laughs> the, do you have any other thoughts for us? Yeah, one other thought on a different subject. In fact, it's something I've heard there's a total media blackout on. When you get below Sacramento, California, I'm hearing that they are rationing off water to these farms, and you drive down the road and it's brown, brown, green, thousands of acres wiped out, 150-year-old walnut trees mm. uh, bulldozed and laying in piles, and they've because of this delta smelt, it's a fish in the delta of Sacramento, they're trying to save this fish or whatever, and they're rationing water, and they're killing all the farms up down Highway 99 and Highway 5. Wow. And these farms that have been in, it's a total blackout. Kirk from the Armchair Survivalist, who used to be on GCN, was driving down there. He's getting pictures of this, and he says they're literally wiping out thousands and thousands and thousands of acres in our breadbasket of Northern California. Well, if it's true, it wouldn't surprise me because bureaucrats don't know how to respond to supply and demand. And so when you put bureaucrats in charge of a, a very important supply, and that is the water supply, it's inevitable that when droughts happen, that they won't be able to handle it in any way other than a crackdown, or in this case, some asinine uh, claim that there's a fish they need to save. That so therefore, you know, we're going to kill your farms uh, in order to save the fish. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Not sure if it's happening or not, but it sounds believable. It certainly makes sense. Yep. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Probably get the uh, the politicians here in New Hampshire to get behind uh, saving the scrod. What's that? That's right. That's they, they, they are. It's the catch of the day. Yeah, it's, it's it's a type of. It's not a fish in particular. It's a, yeah. But yeah. people think that it's a real fish. I love that. But it's basically catch of the day. Scrod is so it's whatever they it's call one of those it. northeastern terms. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just I I I don't know, don't, don't, don't gotcha. even know how to explain the the joke. You're bringing back it. my dad for me, man. He he was the first one to explain that to me. I was like, Dad, what's scrod? Is that yeah. like halibut? Is that like salmon? He goes, No, nah, it's just whatever, too. whatever fish they Any, got the yeah, most it's, of. Yeah, it's it's all of those. That day. Interesting. Yeah. Let's uh, continue here. We'll take your calls about whatever you want. Just dial in eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So, uh, just one more thing to expound on with this cash for clunkers program which is just throwing the automotive sector into an even worse situation than it already was in uh, just really screwing up the, the you know the supply of used cars and as, as the last guy was uh, pointing out or one of the last callers was pointing out taking the uh, the used car segments off the market i mean it's just really a mess but what about how likely is it that somebody who maybe is in an economic circumstance that they don't otherwise wish to be in maybe a kind of a negative economic downturn their cost of living is going up they got laid off and maybe they're working a minimum wage job or something like that then this cash for clunkers uh program comes in and they hear 
this sexy sales pitch that they'll be able to get $4,000 off a brand new car. And, you know, there's there's kind of an obsession with some people with cars sure. out there. They like their new car scent, and the new car is a very attractive Everybody thing. Everybody wants a new car, man. Absolutely. Sure. It's a very, I don't, but... Uh, you know, you don't very, want a new car just if it was given to you? Oh, I'd take it, but Absolutely. You know, I don't want to pay for a new car. I'd be happy as I could be. Well, I don't want to pay the price that new yeah. cars cost. That doesn't mean I don't want a new car. Well, plus there's something to be said for a used car. I mean, a lot of used cars have been running pretty well for a long time, and some new cars kind of crap out. But, but you know, the, I, I, I think I know where you're going with this, and I really like this approach of what you're saying here because uh, I see the same thing sort of happening, This, this, you know, getting people to start – Acting in more risky ways where they should not be participating in the market. It's yet. an economic this is incentive exactly right. it's that a, otherwise wouldn't be present. It's a moral hazard, is and, what they're presenting. And the government right. comes in with this tantalizing offer. Hey, you've been wanting a new car, haven't you? You've been wanting to save the earth with a new green automobile. Yes. Come yes. on down to your local, your favorite automotive dealer. Bring in your crappy old car. We'll give you four thousand dollars off. You know, whatever it is, it's in their in their inventory, and then, ooh, that sounds like a great deal. I've been waiting for the opportunity to go and get this, even though they don't have any, you know, money right. in the bank account or anything like that. They're living paycheck Creates to paycheck. Urgency. Because you don't right. know how long this cash for clunkers deal is going to go on. It didn't go on very long, right? It's, it's, well, it, it's, how long it's, did it last? It's back. Oh, it's back now. Okay. Yes. Okay. They, they for another two original, weeks or something. Right. They had right. original a billion dollars, and then um, then they added on two more. But there was a very quick response because people yeah. poured out of the woodwork, having an economic. You know, it's just. It's, it's not like, going to stay around forever. Right. It's just like when uh, you know Walmart has the free TV set, or not free, but uh, really under cost loss TV leader. set, loss leader at their Christmas sale, and people line up out the front door and crush one another to get it. I mean, the, when you throw off the natural kind yes. of state of of supply and demand and, and pricing structures that the marketplace normally decides on naturally, when you do something a little unusual like that, it really throws things off. And so the government's doing that on a massive scale because, you know, a free VCR or whatever, not as exciting as a, a brand new car to a lot of people. So how many folks are getting into debt now with an automotive loan? And I don't know what the rates are on those things, but, but we, yeah, and, it's not and cheap. How many automobile, um, automotive dealers are saying, now's the time to clunk them over the head but with, the, with the rate? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, you know, here are these people coming there's in your, for this great deal. They're not going to care. Here's your $4,000 back. We're going right. to bring this up just a little bit. Here. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, instead of the 7%, let's go 9 9 yeah. yeah. So how many people are out there right now, the stories that haven't been told yet about people going in, getting all excited about getting some money off a brand new car, they're in an economic downturn, maybe they lose their job a few weeks later, and because they're like a lot of Americans and living paycheck to paycheck, they don't have anything to keep them going. Soon their, re- uh, their brand new car gets repoed, they're out of job, they're out of car, and they're in a real bad way. 800-259-9231. I know some people who would have been like that in that situation. I bet you might know some people that would make that same decision. Not a good choice. But they'll make it anyway because the incentive is there for them to do it. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Gar. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have 
live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. You can call about anything. Let's talk first to John in Ohio. You are on Free Talk Live. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? John, just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, here's what I was thinking, and I was thinking it last night. I'm, I'm watching, uh, you know, watching all these clips from the town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to put a call out there to the patriots that, um, that first of all, we can't slow down this momentum. We need to continue it. And the, the, the main reason for my call is, is that we have to come to the realization that the main patriots leading this fight right now are between the ages of 55 and 75. How do you derive that information? Do you think? Well, well, there's well. I mean, you can just basically from 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 watching what's going on. I mean, there's tons of of young patriots out there. But what I notice, and what you can tell very plainly, that this is a grassroots operation, is is that that these are normal senior citizens that that have always been involved that was standard procedure to go to these meetings whether there was controversy or not people were involved and i just think that we as as younger patriots we need to be out there and support the older folks because there's a lot more of them out there well how would and, you and, and, how would you suggest that we support them go out there lend the voices spread the word about this and i mean exactly Exactly. What is it that you see happening? I mean, you're saying that you think there's going to be more to this, that people will coalesce and do something else. Where do you see this going next? Well, what I would suggest to patriots is that that we start a a side-of-the-road sign campaign where at major intersections i mean you'll 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 see these for going out of business sales and and for you know for retail Mm -hmm. they'll be all over the place i mean i just thought you know if everybody and you can make these for nothing and 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 really really inexpensive and start to put these at major intersections because i haven't seen one yet so you're saying not to uh you're not saying having someone hold the sign you're saying just kind of post it uh, you could do both of them. You well, if you don't want the sign to be stolen, you probably should have someone holding it. Uh, but sp- you'll probably get, um, I mean, if you have someone holding it, they're going to hold it for a few hours. You'll probably get a few hours out of your sign anyway if you just stick it on the side of the road. That's true, but you'll also not get as much attention you will not uh, get to, as much attention. to your uh, sign. And I think the phrasing on the sign's got to be key. One of, the, one of the most important things I mentioned in one of the podcasts for the website is uh, – I said, you know, very early on, I said, look, uh, the first day I heard about what was going on, I said, you people are going to be demonized. You're going to be slandered. They're going to say that you're you're getting directed. And that's exactly what the, the politicians started to do. You've got to phrase things on signs that say I am a sovereign individual. I'm a free individual. This is unconstitutional and beyond, and say that you're not being directed by people. This is this is spontaneous. Well, there's only so much you can say on a sign. Yeah, because well, you people know, you're driving gotta, by. You got to make different. Got to make different signs. You know, something that I think would be effective on the signs is to say that Congress is telling the American people to shut up. Okay, and what do you expect will happen from putting out signs? Will you be promoting a website, or are you just trying to promote a mindset? More just a mindset, really. More, really, the mindset for people to know to say, you know, I'm I'm driving around. I'm in Ohio. I'm outside of Cleveland, and I haven't seen anything like this. The only thing that I did see that I wanted to point out was on the 90 
on on uh, on 90 headed into Cleveland there is a a big factory and on a changeable letter sign right along the the you know I90 major road it said local government or die real big i mean somebody at a major factory obviously the the owners or management put it up and i thought that was pretty neat i'll try to shoot a a picture and get it out to you guys but, uh, you know, let, let people know, because there's a lot of people out there. I mean, the one thing that I realize is for every one or two people that are really actively involved, there are hundreds, because I talk to them every day, that, that, that feel the same way. Sure, they just, sure they are. No. But they the, the trick is, is how to get involved. Yes. They, there's a lot of people who are, I mean, quite frankly, are very intimidated. They're scared to do anything that yep. they'll, they'll be put on a list. That's that, true. That, that, that goons will come see them at their house. This is the you're you're enumerating you're enumerating many of the reasons why I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project because that's what I saw too, and I saw it a decade ago back when things weren't as bad as they are today. Uh, I saw people responding to the message of liberty in a very positive manner. Uh, I saw them scoring a hundred hundred on the the world's smallest political quiz. I saw them agreeing with me on you know, everything I said about freedom. And then I saw nothing after that. Then I never saw them show up at uh, any sort of activism event or any any kind of opportunity to actually uh, seize the opportunity to do something about it rather than just agree in a political conversation. And that was my biggest, you know, my biggest frustration was that I was putting a lot of time and effort into this darn freedom movement, but nobody else seemed to really care enough to do anything. Sure, they agreed with me in principle. Sure, they had no problem saying they agreed, but would they actually do anything about it? And and I think that, you know, you should go out there and you should do what you think is right. I think that going to the town halls is a good idea. I think going and to, doing the uh, the protests, the tea parties, is a good idea. I think that's good because you, you're getting some experience at doing something. But I don't know if it's all leading anywhere. I don't know if there's any cohesiveness to it beyond just a bunch of people getting angry. Do I think that means that nothing will come from it? I don't know what, what to think. I'm not there. I'm not on the ground there. We're not having that situation here in New Hampshire. People aren't shouting and angry and pounding, at least that I've seen here yet, uh, over this issue. So I'm glad people are getting out. I'm glad they're doing something. I don't unless you've got a website you're going to promote on the sign. I don't see how the signs are going to bring anybody else into this movement. I mean, you were just saying that the issue is that people don't know how to get active. If that solution isn't there for them to see, how is the signage going to to move them toward that solution? Well, that's a good that's a good question. I think I think one of the answers is just letting people know that there are people here in your local area that feel the same way you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, I don't have the answer. I think you're right. I think websites. I, I think groups. I think meetings. I I, mm-hmm. I think things like that. I think if you're if you're if there is going to be a meeting uh, to uh, to get out there with uh, with a hundred signs, even with a sign walker at a at a, at a major intersection where Maybe ten thousand cars will read it and say, "Wow, there's yeah. a meeting here, and and I can go to it." But uh, you know, the, and then you, know, the, you will not see anyone show up at your meeting. I mean, I don't want to be raining on your parade here. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope that everything has changed out there in the political world. I hope you can go out and hold that sign on the side of the road and have fifteen people I or even th- five people show up at the meeting. I think things are changing in America. You would not have seen these kind of protests um, over socialized medicine a few years ago. I don't know what's changing. Yeah. Because Bush was in charge. I don't. Right. I don't know. But there would have had. You know, Bush did lots of things. Did you see the Democrats out in force? 
No, I didn't see the Republicans come out to oppose his Medicare increases. Absolutely true. I right. don't know. I think things are changing, at least to some extent. I don't know what that change prove is going to bring. Prove me wrong. Get out there and bring those, bring those me, signs out and tell me how many people show up at your meeting. Also, let me, let, me say, let me say one other thing real quick also. Um, you know, when I, I, was, uh, I was in New York State and President Bush was uh, going to be doing an event, and so we waited and we wanted to see all the fanfare. And there were thousands and thousands of young protesters protesting against the war mm-hmm. and protesting against Bush showing up. Right. And what upsets me is, is that they, none of them will show up out now. You have yeah. Obama in, and they have been just absolutely deceived into thinking that, that this guy's going to end the war and all that, and that whole movement is gone. Oh, yeah, and I've so... talked to people at college campuses now, and they think uh, Barack Obama is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and boy, are they deceived. I'm, so, really glad, I'm so glad you brought that up, because uh, people like Antiwar.com, they, they have been covering this very closely. There was a, a tiny report, I don't remember, I think it might have been the New York Times, talking about the uptick in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, Obama is continuing a pace with Bush. He's, he's going to get more Americans killed in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. And, and these anti-war protesters, other than, other than antiwar.com, they're nowhere to be seen. Thank you for the call tonight, John. I appreciate it. Let us know how your ideas work out. I'm very curious to – I hope somebody can prove me wrong. Show me that the that people are going to actually do something more than just shout and scream. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight it is Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the site. The features are free, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a whole list of things you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. That's promote.freetalklive.com. We were just talking with John in Ohio, and he was commenting on all of the hullabaloo that's going on across the country at these various different town forums or town hall meetings, listening sessions, or whatever they're calling them. With and the, uh, socialized medicine. With pointing the out that... Government. The government insurance option. That he agrees Indeed. with you, Mark, that something's happening here. Um, and what that is ain't exactly clear. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know uh, if there is something happening that's going to continue on into real meat, meaty action, like getting out and getting loud. That's good. That's a, a good first step. And I think people should take baby steps. And I think they should be doing these things. I think there's value to all of what's happening here for the people that are participating in it. But I know how the political process works. Uh, I've been involved in it before. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, it, I hope this time everything's different. You know, I hope this time everything goes differently. But when I was doing politics heavily uh, in the earlier portion of this decade, I got out and I got loud and I pro, you know, went to wave signs on the side of the road and I did, I did those things. But nobody really got on board to do anything else. Well, and it was I, difficult enough to get people to participate in that. So I guess it's good that there are a lot of people pouring out to participate in these events. And I think that's you know, a little different from what has maybe gone, uh, in, in, at least in the recent past. Certainly there have been plenty of protests in the, the history of America. But as far as recent political action is concerned, this is certainly a little unusual. And I think that's good. It should be encouraged. But as uh, Alexander Haig said, who apparently was uh, 
some advisor to Ronald Reagan. Yeah, he was Secretary of State. Let them march all they want as long as they pay their taxes. And isn't that what it really comes down to, is that uh, you can beg, you can scream, you can yell, you can chant, you can get together and do all that in the same place. And maybe you're right. Maybe you know. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe this particular version of the health care bill won't get passed today or tomorrow, but they'll parcel it out. They'll do a little here. They'll do a little over there. They'll do a little over there. And before you know it, it's all been passed within a year's time. Who knows how long it'll take, what the actual process will be. But will they continue to shout so loud? Will they continue to, uh, to get as active as they currently are? How long can that be sustained? Um, when nothing will when, – when they're seeing – that these things happen anyway, when they get out and they get loud and they get ignored and they get pushed out and the doors get closed on them and the meeting formats get, uh, get changed, as we've been pointing out here on this program, when these people realize that it's all a big scam and that they're not being listened to and they aren't being represented, as they should have realized with the bailout packages, <laughs> when they realize that the representatives aren't representing them, and how could they, because it's impossible to represent more than yourself, really, or one person, when they realize all this, what will they do? That's the moment of truth, isn't it? When they come to the conclusion that, huh, this system isn't working for me. I'm out here yelling at the top of my lungs, and I'm chanting, and they're not listening, and I've written letters to the editor, and I've written letters to the senators and the representatives in the White House, and I've done all of the things I've been told to do. I've called, and I've, li- I've written, and I've screamed, and I've yelled, and I've gone and, and gone to meetings, and you know I've done all these things. I've run for office and lost, and uh, some of our people have run for office and won, and then they voted for this crap, and they come, <laughs> you know they finally come to the conclusion that, crap! This isn't working. This is why. That's the moment of truth where they have to decide what to do. And most people throw in the towel. They say, oh, screw it. I've got a life to live. I'm just, you know, fly under the radar as long as possible till I croak someday. And hopefully they won't throw me in a jail cell in the meantime, you know, for whatever reason. I'm done with this. The system is broken. I'm out of here. How many of them will make that choice as opposed to the choice of continuing on and maybe taking the next step to non-cooperation, to disobedience, to move to New Hampshire, to join the Free State Project. But they have to yell first. And that's why I I encourage the people getting out and and being active and and, seeing what it's like. I think part of it also is that, you know, we realize that it is just so bad. It's so awful to see what government does to people. And a lot of people sort of, as you say, they go through these phases. They get a little burned out after a while. They get quiet and then something else comes up. As as you guys have said, as as we sort of stressed, this seems different this time. It does seem different, and people are very, very animated. That's why I would love, and I mentioned it when I was doing a production, I said I want to see more intense, really, really vocal people. Swear at these guys. Do anything you can uh, up to, you know, almost violent protest. And really, you are actually morally okay for violence, but please don't do it because you would be if 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 it came down to it, you would be uh, justified for violent self defense if you if it but came down to it. Then you're a madman, and and then you, you, you'll die exactly. Yeah. And and I don't want to I don't want to promote and, that. And but I this don't is think the it'll sort of thing do anything for liberty. Either. No, and, violence begins no, violence. Exactly. The state will crack exactly. down even worse. But to see this sort of intense, vigorous, angry resistance do not let up be angry be very angry like john lyden said anger is an energy i like that and i like I, I the think idea that the anger needs to fade away eventually into 
uh, understanding. Something, and, well, productive, uh, productive movement afterwards. Forgiveness. But, but uh, this, this at this time requires righteous indignation. They have got to remain energized. For where they are, I agree with you. For Precisely. where they are, yes. And, and but the problem becomes that moment of truth that I was talking yes, about, yes. where the anger subsides to the realization that all of, for all of their hot air and for all of their sign-waving and for all of the phone calls and the begging and the organizing, nothing has changed. In fact, it's point of fact gotten worse. What do they do then? Most well, of them seeing, give up. We're seeing people talk about secession. Uh, here and there, Talk but is it's cheap. not very much. And yeah, and, most and people so, throw in the towel because that's where the incentives are. Yes. Because they look and they see, they know inherently that they could not pay, they could not go along with it, they could not obey, they could do these things. They they know there that that that's an option, but it sure does seem uh, undesirable mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all. They do have a pretty nice life. I mean, there's television and TV and, and uh, football and, and beer and all kinds of things to distract themselves with. Why would they want to put their lives on the line? Why would they want to put their freedom on the line? Of course, what they don't realize is their freedom is on the line. I mean, they know that to some extent, but their their personal freedom seems far more at risk when the, when the solution is, well, crap. You know, I'm just going to have to not pay these taxes anymore. Yes. Uh, so that, then that means that they, well, my family will be targeted. Uh, they could steal my home. They could take me away from my loved ones and put me in a prison cell. So, so I'm so, going to just throw in the towel here and uh, be quiet and go about my and, life. And the other, I, I agree with you. So when do you reach that point where, you, where a lot of people are deciding en masse to do that? They get protection in numbers. They have had enough, or they're leaving. And those are the other options. You 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 just move away. Where are you going to go? Literally, I'll tell you, Ian. While I was watching Bill Cosby Saturday night, mm-hmm. I sat there, and this this is what goes through the mind of a you know liberty oriented guy. I said, I'm thinking about shoot, man. You know, if they if they really start ratcheting everything up here, I love being in New Hampshire, but where else would I go? My mm-hmm. brother, my brother's in Panama right now, visiting Panama, and I thought, boy, that'd be pretty interesting to. Uh, I wonder, and I, then I thought, my second thought was, wow, man, if I were in Panama, I'd probably have a really hard time going to see a guy like Cosby like this. All the American Lifestyle cultural change. things, all these things. So that yeah. goes through my as I'm watching Bill Cosby, I'm thinking about these things because of what the government is doing to me and my neighbor. Yeah, you should be thinking about other things. I should be, be nice. thinking about the cause, and that's just it. The people are incentivized to go to just you know go away from the conflict. Why would you want mm-hmm. that? And I don't want conflict either. Yeah. But I also uh, have have decided that freedom is important to me enough to where I will take what comes. I am willing to stand up and talk about freedom and act out as a free person. And I understand that there there may be consequences for that. But I also understand that I'm better off getting together with others, and then maybe the consequences will be lessened. But these that, okay, let me just reset here for one moment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't trust that the American people won't be snookered again in 2010 and 2012. I think oh, that yeah. you're going to yeah. see a lot of hot air, a lot of shouting. The, the, the bill's going to get passed piecemeal. By 2010, they're going to all be of that same old mindset of, all right, it's time to clean house. We're going to get in there. We're going to put the good guys in. And they're going to elect some Republicans again. And they're gonna, the whole process is going to start all over again. So I think the best thing that liberty-minded people can do is go to these events and find those diamonds. Find the, pe- find the people that are going to continue on. Because in any group of 100 hot people full of hot air, there's going to be one or two, three of them that'll keep going, that aren't going to throw in the towel, that are going to look for that next step. They're going to see these events as exciting and interesting, but wonder what's next. 
your job as an activist who loves liberty should be to give them those answers so they don't burn out and go away. Give them the opportunity to learn about the Free State Project. Give them the opportunity to learn about Free Talk Live. Garner Goldsmith at libertyconspiracy.com. Go and get a flyer. Put one together. Use one of ours at promote.freetalklive.com. Give these people the next step so some of them will take it because you know most of them won't. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.